come on. Oh, his presence is in this place. Amen. Uh, stand with me, if you will, for just a moment. Uh, let's just take just a moment to just thank God, not only for our first responders uh, all across our community and across this land and abroad, they consist of law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, military, amen, National Guard, so many, so many, amen, that answer the call to be there to meet the needs of those of us when we need them. But let's give the greatest first responder there is, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory right now. When he looked upon our sinful state, amen, and God said, I'm going to rescue him. And then he saves us and then he challenges us to rescue the perishing, to care for the dying. Amen. Jesus is merciful and he can save today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Luke chapter 10, and I'm going to share for a few moments, I'm not going to keep you long. I'm going to share for a few moments on a thought that God had given me that I thought was very, very timely. Very, very timely. In Luke chapter 10, five verses of Scripture found there very familiar, beginning with verse 30. And the Bible said that Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves, and they stripped him of his raiment, and they wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, he came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But, somebody say but, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And when the, the morrow, when he had departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Amen. I want to preach this morning for a few moments on this thought. This is uh, a message concerning our first responders, but also a message, amen, unto those of us who should never take for granted their being there, and their working and serving, amen. And uh, hope from heaven for earth's problems. There's hope for heaven, from heaven from earth's, for earth's problems. Father, we ask you to add your blessing to the reading of your word, God, that you would Again, hide me behind the cross of Calvary for I'm nothing but a lump of clay and I put myself in your hands in faith. God, asking the Holy Ghost, the sweet Holy Ghost, to speak through this vessel. And Lord, that you would touch our hearts and our lives. Lord, each and every one of us. God, we bless your name for those who serve. We bless your name, God, for, uh, for their being there, their being willing, God. And today I pray that you would remind us 
uh, through this message of how important it is to pray for our first responders and to not take for granted their existence. And we'll give you the glory for it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. As you're seated this morning, my mind goes back to 2001. Uh, on September the 11th, I was in the ministry. That morning, I was sitting on the job and actually in a training class that we were taking in Holly Hill, South Carolina. And I'll never forget that morning as we were going through the class, someone rushes into the class and they say, listen, there's something happening. We're under attack. Turn on the news. And so they went and they hooked up to the cable and they turned the news on in that little training room there. And we began to see all that was happening as planes flew into the Twin Towers. Amen. And smoke was billowing everywhere. Towers uh, began to tumble. My heart fell to my stomach because there was a time that we never would have thought think something like that would have happened. It was a day as Alan Jackson sung as he wrote the song, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? And it seemed as if that's exactly what was happening. Could this be real? Uh, not only do we commemorate 9-11 and we think about what happened on that day, but we also think about those who went to the rescue and they were willing to go and to face all that was taking place that day, not just because it was their job, but there are very many reasons why they showed up. We're going to talk about some of those today. Not only do we think about those that were there immediately, those that maybe had gotten off shift and went home and uh, all of a sudden they received a call that said, we need you, we're overwhelmed here, this has happened, and they get up and they throw their, their uniforms on, or maybe many come running, grabbing their badge and, and, and grabbing whatever they need to go and to help the firefighters and the EMTs and the officers there, uh, not knowing really at this particular moment what they were truly dealing with, but just going to try to help the people and try to rescue who they could, and uh, after after that, days on end, that there would be uh, officers and first responders from all over the country that would get together in, in groups and they would take buses and they would drive up to New York City and uh, try to, to help in any way they could to, to get through the rumble, to try to see if anyone was there that they could rescue and survive and to try to account for those that were there and they were willing to go through all that, not just because it was their job, amen. Uh, I want you to know that not only do we think about 9-11, but we think about every day when our fellow men and women uh, who serve uh, are out there, as Brother Buddy prayed earlier, and they're faced with many things that we take for granted. We may turn on a newspaper and turn on the news and see some of the evils that are taking place today and some of the dangers that have occurred. And we see things uh, uh, that are happening and transpiring uh, uh, consistently. And we often, if it doesn't happen to us or somebody near us, uh, really grasp uh, that it could be us. How many believes that God is able this morning to meet your needs. I want to share with you on this thought that 
truly we know he's able. He's a need-meeting God this morning. If you have a need, he's got the answer. If you have a need, he's got the supply. I'm not lost. I want you to get this. This became so real to my soul as God uh, began to remind me that he is my provider in every aspect of my life and that he is faithful in providing for me. We continue today to honor those who serve their communities and respond to the many problems in society today. We also honor those who've given their life, amen, in the line of duty. And we want to appreciate them today, amen, to God. You're going to find out the reasons why we should appreciate them and why we should never neglect to pray for them. One day there was a story of a man who was trapped in a torrential flood. Anybody ever been in a mess before? Amen. As the waters rose, he would move higher and higher into his home, trying to find a place where he could rest and hoping that the flooding would subside. And while he was there, amen, at every level, he would rise to praying, God, please rescue me. Stop the flood. Rescue me. And the floods kept rising, and he kept praying till all of a sudden he was all the way into the attic at the very base of the roof, and the waters kept rising, and he knew he had to get out of there, and they were going to continue to rise. So he made him a hole in the roof, and he climbed out on top of the shingles, and he stood there, and he prayed. He said, Lord, I need you to save me. The waters are rising. They're torrential. The, the currents are great. They're going to take me. Lord, I need you to come and save me. So all of a sudden, he looks over, and he sees this little old boat that's coming along there, and it was his neighbors, and, and they were reaching out to him said, hey, here we are. We've come to rescue you. He said, no, no, no. I don't, I don't need you to rescue me. God's going to save me. And it wasn't long after that another boat came by as the waters continued to, 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 to move quickly in the current. Another boat came by with uh, uh, first responders, uh, and they were coming to rescue him and whoever they could rescue. And they saw him, and they said, Sir, come on and, 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 and let us come to you and get in the boat. No, no, God, y'all go ahead. God's going to save me. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, here comes a helicopter, rescue helicopter, flying around, seeing if they could find somebody in distress that they could help and they could save. And they hollered down at him, said, Sir, we've come to save you. He said, I don't need you to save me. I've got, I've got God. He's going to save me. So they, 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 he refused them, so they flew on. As the waters rose, the current came, and they swept him away. He drowned in the current. And then he woke up. When he woke up, he was in the presence of God. He had a discouraged look upon his face, and he said, Lord, he said, why didn't you save me? He said, well, son, I sent you two boats and a helicopter, and you waved them on by. Some of y'all got it. Some of y'all heard it. Some of y'all ain't paying attention at all. Amen. But what's important about this message and about, about this story, and we absolutely know that it's not real, but what's important about the story is that it carries a truth that is relevant to our lives today. I asked you earlier, how many believe God is able today? 
How many believe God is going to take care of you and God can meet your needs today? But how many also understand that God does not always work only in the supernatural? God also works his super through our natural. Come on, somebody. In other words today, God doesn't always do things on his own and by his own angels and by his own divine sovereign power. He works through you and me and people like you and me, humanity, his super in our natural, amen, to God to accomplish his work in our life. There are many examples in Scripture that define and, do, and, and, and prove the fact that God doesn't need humanity to do a thing in our life, amen? But he chooses to use the frailties of this world. He chooses to use carnal flesh in this world to prove himself mighty and to meet the needs of those around us. In the scripture, we find that one day the Bible tells us of a, a, a battle that was taking place on Mount Carmel and there was a prophet there by the name of Elijah and Elijah was a great, great man of God. He was a very faithful. He was very valiant. He he, he, he was a anointed of God, and he would go and he would prophesy, and he would do miracles, and he had stopped the rain, and there had been many things that had happened. Then he, then he prayed, and it rained again. And in this particular battle, there's an argument taking place about who is the real God, if Baal is God, or if Jehovah is God. And Elijah says, hey, why are we going to halt between two opinions? And let's go ahead and uh, let's decide. Let's find out who really is God. So he called him to the carpet as they called out upon their God. I'm not going to get into the details, uh, amen, because I don't have time, but we understand and remember uh, how when they called on their God, he did not answer. But when Elijah called on Jehovah God, God answered, amen. How many knows today that you've got a God that will answer you? He may not answer by fire. He may not answer, come on somebody, in the way that we are looking for him to answer, but he's a God who will answer us, amen. He called out to the Lord, and the Bible said the Lord answered him. And he uh, he began to see the fire come down from heaven uh, and consume the offering. Uh, all those around him began to, to see what was happening. And Elijah, they killed the prophets of Baal. Uh, they slew them. And then Jezebel snapped her neck and said, hold on just a minute. I don't know who he thinks he is destroying my prophets and just trying to destroy my agenda and trying to destroy my kingdom. He said, but I want him dead. I want him, I want him annihilated. And she took pursuit to go after Elijah. And this great man of God who once had called on God and saw fire fall from heaven had then begun to run when he heard that Jezebel was after him. And they were, they were out to destroy him. All of a sudden, he began to operate in fear rather than faith. And he goes out and he finds himself by the brook Cherith. And while he was there moping around, while he was there in his depression, the Bible said God yet again sent a raven to feed him. How many knows today that God can do anything? He sent a raven by to feed him in the morning and in the evening. It's not a mystery, and it's not, amen, to God a, 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 a thing that is just made up, so to speak. God himself is able to 
get to you without a man and rescue you without a flesh. He is able to do what God is able to do. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. But we can't be so holy and we can't be, amen, so religious that we forget to understand that God wants to work through humanity to bring glory to himself. Amen. I tell somebody, say, my God can do it. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. The word said there was another time in Scripture. I don't have time to get into all of it, but there was another time in Scripture where Peter was ministering, and they didn't like it because Peter was preaching the truth, and there was miracles taking place, and Peter was just so bold. You know, he was like a bulldog with a bone. He wasn't going to turn it loose. He was going to preach the truth because that's what God had called him to do. And so you find Peter. He is arrested. He is locked up. Amen. And the soldiers are there guarding him. And one night there was prayer taking place down at Rhoda's house. Amen. They were calling on God. And how many knows that night the sheriff didn't show up. The fire department didn't show up that night. Amen to God. I'm trying to help somebody realize that the armies of heaven, amen, received word. And God said, I want you to dispatch one of our soldiers soldiers down there and I want you to set Peter free so that night in the midst of quaternion of soldiers came an angel from heaven who stepped into the prison amen walked up to Peter struck him on his side and said get up you better believe God is a God that'll go past flesh amen to meet your needs he's able today glory to his name Peter got up and he walked out of that prison that day, amen, because God was working in the supernatural. But how many knows today that God doesn't always dispatch angels? He doesn't always move in his supernatural, divine, sovereign power alone. There are times when God don't dispatch angels, but he dispatches men and women of God. He dispatches men and women alike to answer the call of compassion and courage and selfishness. Selfishness, these three things today I want to, to hone in on. Compassion, courage, and selfishness. Number one, as we read the scripture earlier, we find that God sends help through people of compassion. Oh, glory to God. Remember I said earlier that first responders don't do it just for the job. They have compassion for what they do. They have compassion for who they serve. Oh, glory. Not only do they love their jobs, but they love helping people. And in Luke chapter 10, we find that there's a man who seemingly has been overtaken by thieves and he's been beaten and and, 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 and he's hurting there. He's laying there dying. And along came the priest and along came the Levite. Amen. And uh, subsequently, they just 
passed right on by this man in need because they didn't have time to mess with him or deal with him or didn't want to get fooled up with him or whatever the case may be. But I don't want to use that necessarily as as a relevant part of this this morning. I, I want to talk about this from a different angle. What if, amen to God, and I know the Bible said he did, but what if the priest didn't see him and what if the Levite didn't see him? I'm not I'm not trying to preach a different gospel. I'm just saying go with me here and let's, let's look at this in the sense of what if. What if the priest didn't see him and what if the Levite didn't see him and, 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 and just what if he was laying there without anybody knowing what was going on because how many knows that the preacher can't always be there? Amen. How many knows that the deacon can't always be there? How many knows that the elders can't always be there? How many knows that your church members can't always get to you? But how many knows that God's got somebody out there, amen, to God that can get to you in the midst of your trouble today? Thank God for our first responders. For when the preacher can't show up, amen, I hear sirens in the wind. Amen, when there's despair, hallelujah to God, there's help on the way when the call is given. I want you to understand that in this particular scripture, we find a man, amen, he wasn't with the sheriff's department, he wasn't on the fire department, he wasn't on the EMT list, he was just a Samaritan man, must have been blessed, He was moving along there and he sees a need and he takes compassion and he moves to help this man in need. Thank God for first responders who have compassion for those who need their attention. Glory to God. And they're willing today to to go the distance for those that they can care for. Thank God. How many women in uniform have compassion for those who are hurting? For those who are in emergency circumstances, they engage in whatever way possible to rescue and care for them. Hallelujah. Anybody ever had to dial 911? Glory to God if you hadn't, you're blessed. But thank God for those, amen, first responders who got up that morning with another heart to go and serve. Number two, God not only sends help through people of compassion, he sends help through people of courage. People of courage. David said when his men would come to Ziglag on the third day, the Malachites had invaded the south in 1 Samuel chapter 30, and they had smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. They looked around, and as they come back into the camp, and they saw the women were gone. They saw that uh, the, the, the place was burned. They saw that they had taken everything. And this was what you would consider today a 911 emergency. Amen. David comes in with his men. He sees that his house is on fire. We need the fire department. Amen. He sees that they have been violated. They have been robbed. They had taken their wives. They would taken their children and some of their possessions, and they had gone. And David realizes well, not only we need the fire department, but we need, amen, the 
law enforcement. We need a military. We need somebody. We need some help. And there may be a possibility that some somebody's hurt. We don't even know for sure what's going on, but 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 if they're alive, we want to get to them. We want to save them. We we don't know what the enemy is going to do. The Malachites have taken us by surprise. We wasn't expecting this. And David, the Bible says, began to inquire of the Lord. Amen. He realized that it's going to require many women of courage. Amen. To respond. Can I tell you today? It takes men and women of courage to respond to the things that they have to face in the. This world today, when an officer or a, 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 a firefighter or military go out, he man, they don't know if they're going to come back. They don't know if they're going to have another opportunity to see their family again. They don't know what evil they're going to deal with. They have to have courage to step out there and be willing to fight the fight of faith and be willing to defend, amen, at, at any cost, those that are in need of their care and in need of their protection. See, you got to understand that David was in a position where it was going to take courage to go after his possessions. And he said, he began to inquire of God. How many knows if you need courage, the best place to run to is the Lord. Oh, if you want to have courage, the best thing to do is find out daddy's on your side. The best thing to do is to go before the Lord and find out what the Lord has to say about a thing. And he goes and he finds out what God has to say, begins to inquire, Lord, should I pursue after him? Uh, because David realized that, that he was not going to have the courage without God. He was not going to have, without God's hand in his life, he would not have the courage nor the ability to sustain a victory in this particular moment. And so David and his men, they were well trained and when God spoke to them or God spoke to David and God said pursue for you shall recover all his courage began to rise up because he knew that not only was he going in himself but he was going with God's hand on his life amen can I tell somebody today even our first responders you face a lot of evil today but don't go in it without God's hand on your life amen you need his hand in your life. Now, I understand that God uses people, whether they know the Lord is Savior or not, but God uses people and places his hand on people to meet the needs of those around them. And David knew that it was going to take God's hand. The Bible said that David went with his men and they recovered all that the Malachites had carried away. David rescued two wives. Can I tell you we're dependent on our men and women in uniform to have the courage to help when we need them. We don't need them running the other way, do we? Come on, somebody. We need, we need our men and women in uniform to have the courage to fight fires and to protect against the evils out there and to quickly respond to our physical needs and to serve in the midst of the dangers that are involved sometimes in all this, but most of all to have the hand of God upon them to accomplish their duties. Amen. We need to pray for our, for our first responders. And then thirdly, God sends help through selfless people. 
Our first responders are not only compassionate, they are courageous, and they are selfless. Stand with me if you will, please. The word said that in John chapter 15, verse 12 through 14, it said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. For greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. He was speaking of his love for all humanity. And he was speaking of those who, who would be his friends if they would hear him and do what he had commanded them to do. But let me go ahead and go beyond that. We find that this verse is universal as well. For a man or woman to serve in a position of first responding, they have to be willing to know and willing to give their life if need be. I believe that this is important that we realize that there are men and women out there that serve that may not ever go a day without knowing that that could be their last. This is the ultimate sacrifice a person can give when they can, when they can see a need and realize the dangers that are involved but selflessly go, whether they run into a fire or whether they, whether they go into dangerous situations to rescue someone knowing that they could be injured or killed in the process of rescuing, whatever it may be, they're willing to go and they're willing to give their life because they have compassion and they have courage and they count the cost every day. They get up every morning and or maybe go to, go, go to serve on the night shift, whatever the case may be. They count the cost every day, not knowing, am I going to make it? Am I, what am I going to face today? Anything could happen, but they go with compassion for what they do, compassion for the people, courage to do it. Amen. And selflessness to accomplish it. Lord, don't let us take for granted that when the angels don't show up, Lord, our men and women in uniform do. And God, they're willing. And Lord, may we always pray for their safety and may we always pray for their courage and compassion under attack right now by a government and an evil world that wants to come against them so often and so many times and uh, wants, to, uh, wants to, 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 to try to make them irrelevant and make them unimportant. But we know, God, that you have called them there for this time and called them there, Lord, to watch over us. And, Lord, they may not be angels from heaven, but they're angels to many who they've gone to their rescue God from a carnal standpoint and they've been there for them. Lord, they've been those that have died in the in the in the in the act of ministry. God in responding. And Lord, they gave their lives. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. And Lord, we're grateful for them today. But Lord, let us always never take for granted those that are out there facing the things we never see with our own eyes many times facing the dangers of society to try to keep us safe. Lord, and in the end, Father, care 
for those in need as you have called us to do. Lord, we praise you for that today. We ask you, God, that you would let our first responders be encouraged, that you would let our church be encouraged. And, Lord, that as we leave this place today and go celebrate with them and sit down and have a meal with some of our first responders and our church family, Lord, may we do it with joy and with a clear reminder in our heart that, Father, you, you have put people in our path that you work your super through their natural to look after us and care for us to the best of their ability. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God, we ask you again, Lord, right now to bless the food we're about to receive. God, bless this fellowship today. And, Lord, let hearts and lives glean in refreshing renewal. Lord, as we let our light shine to each other, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.